Uh, Hi, this is Doc Jones, the resource investor. I'm here today talking with David Gower, the CEO of Amarita Resources. Uh, Amarita Resources is one of my cool holdings. I've been an investor in this company for quite a while now, back when it was uh, obscure and, and no one was really following it. And since then, uh, they've had uh, a great deal of success in the last year, uh, which all began with them being awarded the Iperian Pyrite uh the, the ibw uh property which uh, originally was held up in court for six years uh which they fought against uh, Trafikira uh to acquire that and and they won um and that property came with historical deposits the alcura the la infanta and romanera and finally the whole property was permitted recently I and mean, there's eight drill rigs running they have they're 25 million in the bank, so completely cashed off. And we finally got the first drill results from Romanera. Uh, I've been waiting, you know, a year and a half. David himself has been waiting probably close to seven years now, having to go through uh, court and and uh, uh, all, all, all the ups and downs of, of keeping the company uh, alive and solvent so we could get to this point because the Romanera is the most important deposit on the property because it's a monster. It's 34 million tons within which historically there's about 12 million tons of very high grade around $450 a ton starts right at surface and it's uh, it's finally being delineated. Uh, so David, nice to see you. Nice to see you doc and uh, and thanks again for for your kind introduction. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're, uh, you're one of my favorite CEOs. Um, so, uh, just a little, little history, because there are people that probably haven't followed the story as long as I have. And so the, uh, IBW property itself, uh, how did you end up acquiring that originally? How, how did, how, what was the process of those from the tender and then the court case to where we are today? Yeah. So the, the, the property was initially put up for public tender by the government and, uh, which is a, a fairly normal, uh, process in in Spain and so there were quite a few companies that actually built uh, bid on this this property at that time uh, one of them uh, being uh, Matza which at that time was the uh, wholly owned subsidiary of, uh, of traffic era as you pointed out uh, Matza of course is the largest uh, private sector employer in Lava province where the property is hosted so clearly you know they have a very strong record uh track record of, of mining and, and development in the area and uh, i think that may have influenced the the panel uh towards their bid however we we did feel that our bid was stronger and that they had uh, uh they, they were um incomplete in, in some aspects of their bid and and so we challenged the the ruling and and it was ultimately challenged all the way up to the supreme court of spain which is why, why it took so long uh and the supreme court basically uh agreed with our case and it was awarded to us uh more or less on the timeline you described so uh that that really was the beginning for for the company in in a, in a big way we um we went from a stock that was financing, trying to finance a five cent, couple million dollar deal. Uh, in the middle of that process, we uh, we were awarded the, the property, 
and the stock immediately started to move. So uh, we just we haven't looked back since then. Um, there are three deposits on the property, as you as you mentioned, but Romanera is the most important by far. It, the the Romanera deposit is the one that will will be the center of gravity for operations in this this area of the pyrite belt because of its scale. And then Infanta being very high grade, uh, relatively smaller tons and still open, and we're still drilling it, uh, will be a very valuable bolt-on operation. And as we are just starting to drill the Alcura deposit, which is in, be in between the two, um, we'll see how, how those results are. But we do have evidence that it's fairly high uh, copper-rich deposit based on some historical work there. So uh, it, it would, you know, a future scenario for this project would be, a, a you know, the major operation related to Romana, Romanera with um, with feed coming from both uh, Infanta, very high feed, and, and Alcura potentially as well. Uh, and that's why the Roman era drilling is so important. And, and we've just started it. Uh, the first hole, as you mentioned, was uh, Bonanza grade for, for precious metals, actually, which uh, surprised us a bit, to be honest. We, we much of the early drilling that was done on it, and we have about 50 drill holes, was not assayed for gold. And uh, most of the upper part of the deposit, in fact, the, the upper 200 meters is not assayed for gold. So this hole, which uh, hit at around 130 meters down uh, core, core depth, uh, coming back with 14 meters of 7.6 grams gold and 311 grams silver, uh, with some reasonable base metal values as well. Uh, was a little bit of a, a surprise. Um, we'll see. We'll see where the rest of it goes. But uh, as I mentioned, some of the other drilling, we, we were seeing values as high as five or seven grams over a couple of meters in some of the base metal intervals uh, where it was assayed. Um, but this, this was a little bit of a surprise. Um, and you know, hopefully uh, there will be a zone around this thing with that kind of value. So, so with these, uh, with the assaying for gold in the upper portion of the deposit there, um, that correct me if I'm wrong. That will add both tons and and value to the historical resource because it's in the historical block that was 12 million tons uh, of, of of underground mining. So. So, yeah, that's right. The the 12 million tons that you refer to is is contained within a 34 million ton uh, massive sulfide zone that's still wide open in every direction um, of lower grade material, and much of that massive 34 million tons was not assayed for gold. So on a on a kind of gross metal value, having these very high precious metals. Uh, we'll move uh, tons from that, from what would be outside of what we consider the high grade uh, into what would be considered uh, mineable. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's the opportunity. Uh, even within the area that's already been drilled, we can add a significant amount of tons uh, because we are looking at uh, somewhat higher grade cutoffs than the bulk average grade of the 34 million tons for underground mining, just to maintain the 
uh, solid margins. Um, it's early days to be talking about mining, et cetera, but the fact there are 50 holes in, the, in it and we've already modeled it, uh, I can tell you it's, it's a very uh, reasonable um, estimate at this point. Clearly, it's not 43-101 compliant. I'll make that uh, caution for, for listeners uh, because the drilling that was done, uh, what predates NI-43-101. The early drilling particularly, which was done by Asturiana de Zinc, which was a large Spanish producer in its day, um, they are the primarily the drill holes that were not assayed for gold. And then Rio Tinto, of course, is 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 and has been one of the premier mining companies in the world for generations really um so I, I, we don't have uh really any reservations about the quality of the data uh, but it does have to be uh done in in, in the context of ni 43101 to to validate it for for feasibility and for financing etc in the future so some questions that people uh, have for me, and they go, well, if this was so great, why didn't they just um, build a mine? And correct me if I'm wrong, the land package that you have now, the IBW, excluding the other eight that you've added, but that one with the three deposits, uh, historically it was a fragmented ownership, and it wasn't until it was put up for tender that Amrita that betted on that it was consolidated. So the previous, like Rio Tinto, they were coming up to their, their claim borders to extend this deposit because they only drilled it uh, about 400 meters, 450 meters of strike, but the strike that's been identified is over 1,200 meters, but that 800 meters of strike ran onto another claim block, right? Is that is that correct? Uh, that's more the story for Infanta, actually. It was Phelps okay. that drilled Infanta, and, and they came up against their boundaries. So in Fanta, we've actually got mineralization now across 1.2 kilometers. It's 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 relatively thin, uh, you know, that three three meter type material. So uh, it's it's a very extensive mineralized zone, and within it, we we would hope to find more of these very high grade, thicker units. Uh, with the Roman Roman era, the the situation was slightly different in that Rio Tinto. At that time, they also had Nevis Corvo in Portugal, which is actually the nearest operation to this project. Um, Nevis was in its heyday, and it, it was, and still is historically probably one of the best VMS deposits ever found. Um, when we were there with Miranda, we, we were there twice looking potentially to acquire uh, Rio's interest. Um, Rio was clearly a copper company. They had no interest in zinc. Right. Uh, at that time, they were uh, recovering copper, and there was very high tin grades at, at Nevis Corvo as well, which is unusual. Some of their copper ores had 5% zinc, and they were, the zinc was going to tailings. They didn't even put a zinc circuit in the mill. That's It just strategically was not a, a commodity that they were focused on. Right. So if you look at Roman era, which is relatively lower in copper, higher in lead zinc, it just was not strategically what Rio was looking for. And, and I think that's the reason uh, they, they probably didn't persist uh, in, in developing that project. Maybe if they had assayed for the gold, they may have thought differently. <laughs> they may have. Yeah, they may have. Yeah. Uh, 
in those days, you know, Asturiana would have had their own lab and probably didn't have fire assay capabilities at it. Right. Uh, and similarly, Rio would have probably had used a lab at the mine that maybe uh, would have some kind of gold assaying capability, but perhaps not fire assays either. So there's a fair amount of work to do, but knowing where the deposit is with 50 drill holes already in it certainly removes a lot of the guesswork. So right now you're you're uh, you've you've begun and you're in uh, a few holes into a, the seventy thousand meter drill program on Romanera, or uh, yeah, and you have six drill rigs. Um, so how is the productivity uh, this time around? Um, it's it's improving markedly. We we brought in uh, uh, another contractor with much more uh, capable rigs. Uh, so. Mm. Uh, the, the original contractor, I think their limitations are somewhat re related to equipment as, as well as maybe a bit of culture, perhaps. But the new contractors are much more fully automated. Uh, I will say that we're having, that right now the issue with productivity is more uh, uh, related to weather. Um, it's been very hot there, uh, and we're not allowed to drill once it's over 40 degrees. So basically from 2 in the afternoon until 8 in the evening, uh, the rigs shut down uh, for safety reasons. Um, but as we move, you know, through August into the, into September, we'll be back to being able to drill around the clock, and then uh, that'll all pick up. But that, that's just a, a you know a, a normal limitation of working in this part of the world, or many parts of the world where it gets very hot at this time of year. Right. So. Um... You're on, you're on track to, uh, you're well financed to do these 70,000 meters and then ultimately to bring in a resource estimate, right? By uh, yeah. sometime year end. Well, it depends. Like if it keeps getting bigger and bigger, then you'll, you'll have to delay that. But, um, so, so when, uh, when, when will we expect the next round of, uh, of results? Do you think? Uh, we, we have, uh, holes in the lab right now, okay. so it should be a matter of a, a few weeks. Okay, great. Uh, we are hitting, you know, well, as you would expect, because we have historical drill holes, we are hitting very good thicknesses in two lenses of massive sulfide, like true massive sulfide. Um, some of the holes are deeper. Uh, mm -hmm. We're targeting, you know, some holes are targeted at 200 meters, some are targeted below 500 meters. So, um, Speaking core length now, but that's what matters when you're talking about time to yeah 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 that's... time to uh, intercepts right it's yeah. it's not vertical depth that you're drilling um, but still uh, the deeper ones obviously take a bit longer right um, right so, but it's you know we're we're taking a very systematic approach to building the picture and uh, and the model and uh, it'll all come together I, I believe on schedule as as we we've indicated. So uh, the drilling itself, you're doing a combination concurrently of um, uh, confirmation drilling as well as step outs. So it's not like the step outs are going to be back loaded to the end of the program. So at some point we'll, we'll probably get, we'll get releases of confirmation drilling as well as step out and increasing the, the, the size of the deposit. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think initially most of the drill holes will be internal to the existing uh, deposit, but 
that, that will be the plan. And, and But on section, we will be stepping at least below uh, as we build the sections, uh, at least at least one old law, if not two, below the historical drawing. And of course, it, it somewhat uh, depends on what we hit. Yeah. We go two holes or three holes, just... Uh, you never want to second guess Mother Nature on these things. You you may think you only want to drill to 500 meters. The best hole you've ever seen in the deposit is that one. You're going to step under it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was like that at uh, uh, Metz's operations when they they went uh, downhole and below the original deposit is where they found the, the, the that major uh, lens that had accumulation there. So these these things can go very deep, like to you know, two thousand feet, right? Two, three. Um, they can go much deeper than that, yeah. yeah. Kilometer, kilometer plus. Yeah, uh, and and this is the neighborhood for that, the real estate for that. Um, yeah. So okay, so we covered uh, so Roman era going well, Atlanta Fanta still drilling and hitting mineralization and. Uh, Will we get some uh, release on La Infanta in the n- near future? Or? Yeah, I, I think we'll probably put the next release, we'll, we'll do a full update on Infanta as well. Okay. Um, just, uh, you know, as we, we had a couple of holes still in the lab there, and, and then we'll, we'll put that up. I, I think our plan right now will be to keep one drill drilling on Infanta and then move the other. Uh, the other one has actually moved now to Alcura. Okay. Starting the program there. Okay. Uh, Alcura is the one we know the least about. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some drilling there uh, in the past, but we don't have the data. And uh, we have found some memos in, in the archives referring to from Rio Tinto, referring to at least a couple of million tons there okay. uh, of decent grade. But it's not a, a a resource report per se. It's it's just a internal correspondence. Uh, so uh, there's not really any details on what the configuration or, or the thicknesses or the individual assays in, in that uh, particular document. So, but it's shallow. It's basically from surface down, like all the others. So uh, we just have to redrill it. It's not not that time consuming. Obviously, if they were down at a kilometer depth, it would be a, a different equation. But uh, and we are still trying to track down that data. So, okay. Uh, so, so prior prior to getting permitted, uh, getting the final permit for Romanera, because uh, no one knew when it was going to come in, we'd been waiting uh, quite a while for it. You had added some rigs to do some explore uh, exploratory drilling, uh, but then Romanera came in. So, um, are those have those shifted to the back burner because now you have the, an actual deposit that you can delineate or is that something that you'll circle back to or uh, any, any, anything there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, yeah, we, we put the focus on Roman era because that's the, that's the fastest, uh, fastest uh, way to get to an economic or, or a development decision. I mean, everything really comes from that deposit. Uh, I will say that the, the we had a very strong conductor towards the east side of the property that we've tested. Uh, it looks mostly to be pyritic sediments that target, and so we have downgraded that one somewhat. The other one, which we call Infanta Norte, uh, we've hit a number of 
uh, sulfide intercepts up there, primarily pyrite at this point. Um, but that's a, a valid uh, VMS target that needs more work. Yeah. Uh, if you look at Roman era, for example, you know, within that 34 million tons, there's basically pyritic zones with with lower grade uh, base metals that make that up, make up that that 34 million tons, and then you've got kind of the 12 million, 11, 12 million tons of high grade. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a valid system that needs more work. We've done just a few holes up there, but now with Roman era coming on, that that's obviously going to wait. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe that's a 2023, depending when, you know, as Nicole or yeah. uh, we get the court date and get that squared away, then, you know, uh, that's... This a, project will have a very long history and these targets will all, all get done in due course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, probably, probably, you know, something like that, you might not get back to it until you're mining, to be honest. It's just... Uh, yeah, well, you're, there's also the other uh, eight land packages, that, tenders that you want and bolted on to IBW, uh, you know, yeah. uh, there's the Ontario, which has the Los Silas high-grade uh, historical copper mine. Um, so uh, looking forward to that getting uh, into the fold and getting permitted and maybe, uh, this is just me talking, 2023, run some geophysics there. Because anything yeah. you find there is in trucking distance to, to Roman era. Uh, so every ton, every incremental ton increases the NPV, mine life, cash flow. And uh, spreads your sunk costs over more tons. That's that's you know like, it, and it was well. Was, then that's right. The uh, once there's uh, the infrastructure is in place, which Roman era will essentially pay for all of that. Yeah. The the value of these bolt-on deposits goes very high because the capital is so low. Yeah. You know, the mill is built. The tailings, the permitting, around all of that, uh, the, the metallurgical. Uh, infrastructure is, is all done uh, so yeah the, the, the value of those bolt-on projects to a, to an operation of, in, in dollar terms is very high relative to a greenfields project mm. that's, that's why mining companies love brownfield expansions they're, they yeah. are the bang for your buck the, the you know the, the most uh, valuable so with uh, Roman era, so around to the 200, 250 meters, they didn't assay for gold. Um, assuming I, I did my own numbers here, you see, you've got over 1,200 meters of strike. So you take 1,200 meters of strike down to, you know, 200 meters, an average width of the of the mineralized zone, 10 meters, uh, and if you can. Across there, say the average grade is around three grams gold and 175 grams silver. Uh, that gets you to uh, 1.1 million uh, ounces of uh, gold equivalent, just the gold and silver. Uh, now, historically, uh, the gold is running about a gram. So, and the first results there, you had seven grams and over 300 grams uh, silver. So. Um, in that type of situation, as far as uh, recoveries, what, what would your, your experience be there with recoveries? Would they be, would you expect them to be low, middle, high? Like, would you, would you run just a gold concentrate or how, how, how would that work in a, just a, you and, you and I talking in general terms, you know, with. 
Yeah, if it's it's really difficult to say because we yeah. haven't done any metallurgy. So okay. Um, if if it's if it's done as part of just just basically part of the base metal um, processing, it's likely not going to be terribly high. However, with those kind of grades, uh, you probably would look to produce a, a, a precious metal concentrate. Okay. Um, and the recoveries from a precious metal concentrate are very high, typically. Okay. Uh, I know at Alamos Gold, uh, with the the high grade material that was being mined underground at Malatos, for example, um, you know the recoveries were were relatively low uh, on the heap. However, at the point they put the mill in and, and produced a precious metal con and sent it to a smelter. The smelters basically get everything that's that's in in the con, uh, so the, then you get your recoveries up into the nineties in, in that case. But uh, it's way early for us to yeah, have this yeah. discussion. I'll just <laughs> yeah, um, very good, very good. Um, so moving to our other project that we have, the Nuevo Tintilo. Um, this, for people who are unfamiliar, is a land package that is along the. Uh, one of the world's greatest volcanic uh, horizons where you have the historical and now in production Rio Tinto mine, which is the largest accumulation of massive sulfites. Then you have Nuevo Tintilo, which ties up about 24 kilometers of volcanic strike. Then the Asna Collier land package, which has just the high grade alone, over 80 million tons, worth almost about 30 billion in situ. And then you have um, First Quantum's operation, which was one of the uh, highest grade uh, copper open pit mines in the world. Now they're going underground. Um, so Nuevo Tintillo, last time we talked, you were flying uh, airborne geophysics, uh, an EM survey across the whole property. Um, and, uh, so where are you with that as far as, uh, uh, the, getting the data and also then eventually releasing it to the market? So we, we just received, uh, a, a big data dump from the geophysical contractor. We flew the whole property, uh, at fairly tight line, line spacings, uh, for mag, uh, EM and gravity. Okay, great. So the three really key geophysical uh, surveys for this type of deposit in, the, in this environment. Um, I'm, I'm looking at a preliminary map of the uh, resistivity map that's sort of modeled at 100 meter depth. And we're going to be meeting with the uh, geophysical contractor in Spain this week. Uh, there's just uh, across the 25 kilometers, there's just a lot of, lot of material to work through. There's a, a lot of conductors. Uh, some of them we know are uh, associated with areas that have base metal mineralization, uh, including that area, uh, particularly on the west side where you would have been. Uh, oh, the flora. We are looking at that you know small historical producer that that was there when you were there for the field trip. Yeah. Uh, so very interesting conductors there, and when you're standing on that uh, that large. Uh, hill or a small mountain, whatever you want to call it, you're, you're looking across, you can see the Rio Tinto open pit from there. And of course, on the other end, we know there's a small two, two million ton high grade deposit that certainly shows up uh, in the data. And there are conductors on our ground in, in that area as well. So um, 
the, the next phase for this will be to, to compile that data uh, in a GIS system so that all of the three uh, the three parameters, magnetic gravity and, and electromagnetics, are, are superimposed on each other uh, along with whatever geological information we have. And then uh, we've, we've hired a senior geologist recently who will take this project on and start doing the field checks. Oh, nice. Uh, because some of them will be sedimentary related. It's not all, you know, if this is all massive sulfide in the world would be a wash in, in, in metals, which it's not. It's, they, won't all, they won't all be uh, deposits, but certainly some of them very likely will be in this environment. So it's a matter of going through now, systematically evaluate each one on the ground uh, in, in the context of the local geology, and then set up the drill programs. Uh, so by later in the year, we should be in a position to, to start to test some of these with, with drone. Yeah, geologically, uh, like uh, I'm very, very intimately uh, uh, familiar with uh, Nuevo Tintilo. Like, there's the major faulting that runs along the property that in, goes to uh, Rio Tinto, passes through us, goes to Asnacolia, and then to Las Cruces, and then you've got all the all these minor um, uh, faulting and 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 splays and colliding structures that, that just create these excellent traps for mineral accumulation right the path of least resistance for fluid is is all these these fractures and 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 faults and having been to this antiflorum uh historic mine that was shut down at world war one and just seeing the uh the scale of the uh just the dump uh the, the waste piles there and uh picking up uh the uh the blue and blue and uh, green uh, rocks with uh, the copper there and seeing it embedded in the walls in native uh, silver. And uh, yeah, like, um, because my thesis is, you know, we get Asna Collier, which all intents and purposes, me saying this, it's, it's when, not if. We've got, you know, every level of court, five superior court judges, everyone saying the crimes were committed. And now we have a courtroom assigned, a judge assigned, and now they're setting a date. Um, any tons here, regardless of the size, it's truckable to Asna Collier. It's just down the road. So it would feed into that. Or you could uh, uh, truck it to um, Rio Tinto because uh, they're, they're looking for feed and they're running their mine there on like 0.331% copper. Uh, so anything remotely higher than that would be excellent blend for them to high grade their operation. So... Uh, and this package too, as I recall, was a, was a land package that was highly coveted and, and uh, the acumen of your team being able to do your tenders and, and put in the, uh, the data and the technical specs and, and you, you beat out uh, First Quantum for this as well as Rio Tinto and a few other majors, as I recall. Um, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a competitive process. Thankfully, when it was done, it was... You're in a bear market. Just before the, the current uh, market in, for, for, for base metals and battery metals, etc. Otherwise, I think there would have been even much more aggressive bidding on it. But uh, it, it's it's a very strategic and well-placed geologically uh, land package in large. It's 25 kilometers. So you, you could 
There are mining caps smaller than that. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and as far as uh, uh, environmentally, it, it's like the La Infante area, right? It, it's it's environmentally light, so it's easy to permit. Like, is it already permitted? I can't remember. Correct. We've already we already had the permits to start drawing. Oh, okay. Great. The work that we need to do. So we're actually in the process of just contacting the local landowners and uh, making arrangements to access the ground, and, and so far that's going very well. Great. Great. Um, I guess a lot, uh, few little housekeeping things. Uh, you, as far as cash, you are cashed up to execute your current seventy plus seventy thousand meter drill program and be left with, uh, I think, over ten million dollars, something like that, at the very least. This is there. There, there was, you know, there's, there's always bad actors out there, right? That put out this nonsense saying, "Oh, they're going to be raising money soon," like. Uh, uh, and my response is companies that have 25 million in cash and a drill program that's only going to eat through about 10, 12 million, be left with 12 million in cash, plus have about 20 million in warrants coming due in the next uh, year, don't raise capital. Yeah, I, it's certainly not in our plans to raise capital at this, at this point, Doc. We, we're, we're in good shape. Yeah. Uh, we've had very orderly uh exercise of the warrants which you know we're, we're primarily in the money uh the last of the uh, earliest warrants expire this summer so we okay, would ex- expect they're all well in the money so i would expect whatever's out there from from those issues will, will come in in the coming weeks good um most of most of those frankly have already been uh, exercised so it's not like there's going to be a wall of stock hitting the market or anything yeah um and yeah, we, we will just now be in a position to deliver every few weeks, uh, certainly monthly, if not less, uh, reasonable download of very good drill results and, uh, and other, other data coming from the way to Tintio. And uh, hopefully, uh, we, don't, we don't know when it'll happen, but we'll get the court date for Asno Coyer, which I think will be a big... Uh, a big day for the company as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Well, 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 well worth the wait, you know. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's everything that I had here. Um, good, good. Well, thank you. Uh, thank, 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 thank you, thank, thank you for the update. So, I guess in the next few weeks we will get some more results, and uh, we'll just keep building that resource, expanding it, and. Uh, driving towards the, uh, uh, the first initial resource estimate on the property, as well as leading into a PEA, uh, which, which will be very exciting, very exciting. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, wait. always a pleasure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Dave. Okay. Take care.